Hello, last time uh, we were going through Isaiah chapter 53 and we were in verse 1 and um, I was saying, whose report will you believe? Um, Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And the arm of the Lord, as we were discussing, uh, as, as we were seeing from scripture, is the one who believes. And that is the one to whom the arm, the power of God, is revealed. And so today, we, um, we will continue to give our attention to this report. But last time we saw that the key to believing that report, um, the key to receiving faith, is to esteem very highly the word of God. We need to read it. This is God's word, and this is God's word to me. Um, and having um, and have hearing ears. You count it valuable. You know, sometimes when you don't really value someone, they get chat, 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 and it kind of goes over the top of your head. And it shouldn't be like that with God's word. We should say, this is God's word. This is powerful. And we count it as valuable. We give it our, our top attention. We give it our full attention. Um, because the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when we need faith, we need to put ourselves under the word of God. And as we read the word, as we think about the word, as we pray the word, as we thank God for what he's done for us in his word, then we will find that faith cometh. We don't have to sort of flex our muscles. Just read the word. Be encouraged. Keep reading the word of God. And so we continue in Isaiah chapter 53. Now, verse 2, I, I just wanted to touch on this. It says that um, he, this is speaking about Jesus, will grow up before God as a tender plant, like a root out of dry ground. And then it describes him, his physical um, appearance will be, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. And do you know that I, I used to scamper over that because I couldn't think why it was there. And so this is saying, actually, that when Jesus would come here on this earth, there wouldn't be something very special about him, uh, nothing that would say, this is the Son of God. Um, there's no glow, a special glow. You wouldn't see lightning coming out of his eyes. Um, there wouldn't be a halo around him. He just would look like anybody else in the crowd. You see, if Jesus hadn't looked like anybody else, how could they have crucified someone with a halo over their head and, and light flashing out of their eyes? Um, he looked like the rest of us. And it goes on to say in verse 3, and... Um, Take this as comfort because Jesus has suffered this also for us. He was despised and rejected of men. If you feel despised and you feel rejected, Jesus has taken that on the cross so that you should be valued and that you should be loved. Um, so he's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we esteemed him not. Verse 4, surely... This is the good news. This is the report that we need to believe if we want it to work in our lives. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. 
verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement to bring us peace was laid upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. That's physical healing. You see, people could see what was happening in the realm of the physical, that brutal, brutal beating and the horrendous horrors of the crucifixion. But what they couldn't see, what was happening in the realm of the unseen, what was happening in the realm of the spirit was far far worse. In the Garden of Gethsemane, we see that Jesus was praying and he sweated, um, his sweat like great drops of blood and he was crying out to God, if this, if, you know, if this can pass, let it pass, but nevertheless, your will be done. And so Jesus was agonizing um, there. But you know, after Jesus, many of his disciples were tortured and crucified and they went to their death singing. Um, so Jesus, Jesus is a powerful man, he wasn't a coward. So what was it that caused Jesus to cry out in absolute agony, saying, if it be possible, Father, let this cup pass from me. He wasn't talking about those physical things. He was talking about something far, far, far more terrible. The thing that pushed him to cry out and to sweat blood was the separation from God. It was the punishment and the condemnation for all the sin of all mankind, past, present, and future. I just wanted to read from the Wycliffe Bible. It's in Oldie English, um, and it talks about Jesus being despised. Here it says, he was despised and the last of men, a man of sorrows and knowing of suffering. We hid our faces from him, for we despised him. We regarded him as if he was nothing and of no account. Verily, that means truly, he suffered our sicknesses. There you go. Uh, he suffered our sicknesses and he bare our sorrows. And we reckoned him um, as a missile, as nothing, smitten of God and made low. Truly, he suffered our sicknesses and he carried our sorrows. But we reckoned him like a leper, struck by God, abased, made low. Forsooth, that's verse 5, he was wounded for our wickednesses. You know, these days sin is called, oh, I missed it. Um, or I, you know, um, I have a little problem. No, he was wounded for our weaknesses, wickednesses. He was defiled for our great trespasses. And... Um, it says that the learning of our peace was on him and we be made whole by his oneness, by his sickness, by his, um, his beaten downness on the cross. He was wounded for our wickednesses. He was defiled for our great trespasses. He suffered what should have been our chastising, our punishment, and we be healed and made whole by his scourgings. That was written by Wycliffe when he translated it from the original language. Now we return to the King James Version, verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Um, and we esteemed him not. Verse 4, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Verse 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. I want to focus on these words, um, griefs and sorrows and putting him to grief. 
So these words, griefs and sorrows, are translated in all the other parts of the Bible as sickness and pains in many, many areas, many, many um, passages. Um, that word, uh, the Hebrew word, has been translated sickness and pains, but in Isaiah chapter 53, um, the translators decided to change that and to call it griefs and sorrows. And in verse 4, let's go to verse 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs. Now this is the Hebrew word, I may not pronounce it properly, and those of you who are Hebrew scholars, please forgive me. Koli. And the word koli is translated 20 times in the King James Bible as either sickness or disease. But in this one instance, it was changed. And here in Isaiah, it's been changed to griefs. Now the next word, um, it says that uh, he has borne our griefs and carried, he has carried our sorrows. Now that Hebrew word is makob. And again, forgive me if I haven't pronounced it properly. Now let's have a look at a passage in Job, verse 30, chapter 33, verse 19. It says, he is chastened with makob. There it is translated pain. He is chastened with pain on his bed and the multitude of his bones with strong pain. Again, that word makob. I believe this is talking about very strong physical pain. And yet here in Isaiah, it has been translated sorrows. Um, the other word um, griefs, uh, coli, uh, is translated in, going back to that, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, verses 59, 60 and 61. And it talks about every sickness, every plague. Um, the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful and the plagues of thy seed. This is coli, coli. Um, of long continuance and sore sickness, coli, and of long continuance. Verse 60, moreover, he will bring upon thee the diseases of Egypt. The original word they translated that from was coli, which we find in Isaiah. And um, verse 61, also every sickness, coli, and every plague, coli, which is not written in the book of this law, them the Lord will bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. That's under the curse. And so the exact word coli is used for sickness in all these other areas. But as I said in, in Isaiah, it's been translated griefs. Therefore, why I'm putting this, it is not inappropriate. It is not um, uh, doing um, disservice to the, to the word of God to translate it as it has been in all the other passages as sicknesses, disease and pains. So let's do that. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. This is such a major statement in the word of God concerning your physical redemption. Um, surely he has borne your sicknesses and carried your pains. That is the word of God to you. That is the good report. So as we return to verse 1, who has believed the report? What is the report? The report is, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Do you believe that report? You see, the arm of the Lord is revealed to those who believe. 
Let me read you some very respected translations. This is Young's literal translation. This is Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3 to 5. Um, I want to start, sorry. No, verse 3. He is despised and left of men, a man of pains and acquainted with sickness. And as one hiding the face from us, he is despised and we esteemed him not. Verse 4. Surely our sicknesses he hath borne, and our pains he hath carried them. And we have esteemed him smitten and plagued, uh, sorry, plagued and smitten of God and afflicted. And then the Lisa translation says, only our diseases did he bear himself and our pains he carried. Then there's the complete Jewish Bible uh, for these verses, verse three. People despised and avoided him, a man of pains, well acquainted with illness, like someone from whom people turn their faces. He was despised, we did not value him. Jesus in his physical body was not acquainted with illness and sickness whilst he was walking about. It was when he was on the cross that this happened. Verse four, in fact, it was our diseases he bore, our pains from which he suffered. Yet we regarded him as punished, smitten and stricken by God. But he was wounded because of our crimes. He was crushed because of our sins. The disciplining that makes us whole fell on him and by his bruise we are physically healed. And um, yes, another Jewish translation says, surely our diseases he did bear and our pains he carried. The Jewish translations have no problem with this word, koli and makob. So, Surely our diseases he did bear, and surely our pains he carried. Who has believed the report? Um, it was this same minister that shared with me about the symptoms of um, unbelief. And again, he really helped me. Um, he said he was, he was teaching people on healing, and that he was led by the Lord to get the congregation to repeat um, this scripture, surely my diseases did he bear and my pains he carried. And he told them, he, he encouraged them and helped them to say this for 30 minutes at a time, without stopping, 30 minutes at a time, speaking it out, not thinking it out, not whispering it out, but speaking it out. Because your heart hears what you say and it registers and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And during that time, he actually saw the Spirit of God. He came upon the people and healed them in their seats. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. And the arm of the Lord, the power of God, is revealed and manifested to those who believe the report. And these people, as they were speaking out that scripture, they were reminding themselves of the report. They were confessing and meditating on the report. They were agreeing with the word of God and they began to believe the report. They believed that that is the word of God. They gave it great esteem, high value. And as they believed the report, the arm of God was revealed and they were healed sitting in their seats. And so I want us, I want to encourage us, I, I want you to join me 
as we go through this, bear with me because this will be fruitful for all of us. And so we are going to say, surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. But we're going to, this is personalizing it and also we're going to emphasize one word at a time. So please, if you would follow on with me, surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he, Jesus Christ, has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. And that word born means carried to a far distance, never to return. He has, he has. If you will keep this scripture on your mind, in your heart, on your mouth, in your mouth, not just one or two times casually saying it, but all through the day, could I suggest really that you sort of type it out, you write it out and you read it many times during the day. It will go into your heart and it will bring forth the fruit. And then it starts getting into you and you start to believe it. And then when you believe the report, then the arm of God is revealed to you. The power and the anointing of God comes upon you and within you. If you would just sit down in your chair at home and just say this, you know, 50 times, 100 times, 150 times, 200 times. Believe me, it's time well spent. Um, and just let it soak into your mind and sink into your heart. Because what is the good news? Surely he has borne your sicknesses and he has carried your pains. If this is so, and it is, what does that mean to you? It means that you and I, we do not have to bear the sickness. We do not have to carry the pain. What Jesus bore, I do not have to bear. What he carried, I don't have to carry. And so Jesus had no sins of his own to pay the penalty for. He had nothing to carry because he was utterly sinless. He'd done no wrong. But it was for me, it was for you that he bore it. Um, to what purpose, to what avail? Let me give you an illustration. This, do you know, I, can, I, I really can't even tip it over. This is an incredibly, incredibly heavy pulpit. So Rick is very, very, very kind, and he picks it up, I say almost, with one arm, and he carries it. You know, he's very strong. Um, Ricky is the one who produces our, our 
um, programs, for which I'm very grateful. And he carries this in for us every time. Now, supposing he carries it in for me and I say, no, 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 somebody's got to take this outside because I have to carry it. And I get someone else to take it outside. And then I, I, I struggle and struggle out there. Well, what was the point of Ricky carrying it? You see, Jesus has borne your sicknesses and he's borne your pains. You don't have to carry them. He's done it for you and he wants you to know that he esteemed you so highly that when he was suffering, terrible, terrible suffering, what carried him through? What carried him through that pain and agony? It was your precious face that he saw in the future that you would receive his life. You would receive his healing. He's done it for you. He's done it all for you. You know, we look up at Jesus on the cross, his life's blood pouring out. Could we honestly think it's not his will for us to be healed? Or would we look up and see him hanging there, suffering for us and say, do you really want me to be saved? Of course he does. Of course he wants you to be healed. It's his will for you to be healed. And if he carried it, how could it possibly be his will for us to carry it again? Ricky carried this in here. He didn't expect me to get someone to take it outside and me try and drag it back in. He carried it for me. I didn't have to do a thing. He bore all the weight. He carried it, I think, a very long way. And look what? I'm enjoying the fruits of it. It was free gift. And Jesus has done this for you. But you have to believe the report. And so, you know, I'm enjoying this, this pulpit. And God wants you to enjoy good health, divine health. And so we need to learn to refuse sickness and disease because it knocks on our door many times a day. And so we need to refuse to bear it, refuse to carry it. Um, you may say, but I, I've got symptoms. I've got really terrible symptoms. Oh dear, when I do understand, but I want to help you to believe the report of the Lord. You see, those symptoms, those physical symptoms, very real, very attention grabbing. Um, yes, they're a reality, but you don't have, they're on your body, but you don't have to take it inside of you. You may not be able to blink your eyes twice and every symptom disappears, but on the inside, you can say to yourself, this thing may be on my body, but I will never take it into my heart. I will never agree that I'm going to die from this. I will not accept it. And you know, on the, last, on the news last night, I heard doctors refer to people being carriers of, of viruses and genetic deficiencies. And the Lord says, you see, there are carriers of those things. So why should we carry sickness and disease? Because the Lord says, why should you carry it? Because I carried it for you. Why should I carry this? Because Ricky carried it for me. We don't have to carry it. And you know, you don't have to be able to read Hebrew. 
um, to understand the depths of this. I can't read Hebrew. And just let's turn to Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. The Bible says, Jesus healed all who were sick so that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, and here it's a direct quote from Isaiah chapter 53, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now, all scripture is God-breathed. That's what scripture says of itself. It's the breath of God. It's the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit spoke through Isaiah, who wrote, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our diseases. Now, the same Holy Spirit speaks through Matthew, looking back at that verse, and here he's saying, this is what I meant. You see, Jesus had been healing all who were sick and all who were ill, and it says that to fulfill, that he took our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. And so the Holy Spirit said, this is what I'm saying in Isaiah. He took our infirmities, your infirmities, and carried your sicknesses. It's settled. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. You can say that with absolute truth and conviction according to the word of God. You might well, you know, again say, I've got pain, I've got symptoms. Yes, it is on your body. But, you know, the biggest thing is what you have in your heart. And, what is going, and that is going to make all the difference as to whether that, those symptoms can stay on you or whether they have to leave. And believing the word of God, is um, his good report, is actually making up your mind to make that cold decision, I believe the word of God, I believe Jesus Christ bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. He bore it all for me on the cross of Calvary, therefore I do not have to bear it. A friend of mine, um, God gave her this song, she was really very, very sick um, with uh, something like pneumonia, and she sat at the piano, and God gave her this, by your stripes, Lord, I'm healed, hallelujah. In your word it is revealed, hallelujah. Lord, you bore it all for me on the cross of Calvary, so that now I can go free. Whose report will you believe?